Hey guys, what is up? Um, so today, I think this is going to be my best episode, like, ever, to be honest. It's not about the body, it's about modern feminism, modern sexism, if feminism even exists today, how damaging it can be that there's a lot of, like, anti-feminist beliefs, kind of just dynamics interplaying with that, and a lot of this comes down to current dating and sex theories by, like, supposed feminist women, and how a lot of these are actually counterproductive and can be really damaging. So this is just a huge interplay combo of like what I've kind of noticed in the media, what I feel myself, what I've learned in my classes, like in different faculties and stuff. Um, and I think it's just really important to talk about. So first off, I do want to say, I mean, sexism against women is very, very real. And I really hope this is not coming as a surprise Hopefully I don't have crazy, like, men's rights activists listening. Uh, if I do, I am going to do a separate episode that's going to be a lot more controversial, kind of talking about um, some of their arguments that I don't necessarily hold. Um, but I do, I, I believe in multiple truths, I get it, um, and I get where some of these men, especially supporters, not necessarily leaders, but are coming from, and I can see why it happens, so that's something we'll discuss, but... Um, for so yeah, I don't want to write them all off as crazy whack jobs, but for the most part, um, they're crazy whack jobs. You know, sexism fucking exists. Um, it's something unfortunately that I've actually experienced more and more as I've aged. I kind of, you know, as a girl, I would like experience like guys saying like, "Oh, you don't know how to throw, you don't know how to like do math, whatever," right? And then it kind of got better, and I was like, you know what, our world's changing. I'm a boss bitch. It's fine. And now that I'm actually like an adult woman, I'm feeling the systemic issues a lot more. So let's start with a couple definitions. Um, first, I want to say the majority of people define sexism as being against women. Uh, you can't be sexist against men. And this is going to trigger a lot. Same as by definition, you can't be racist against white people. By um, And I you can totally discriminate. Like Cases of like, um, men being unable to get child uh, custody, like typically courts favor the women, different jobs that favor women, like for hiring practices, there's definitely issues, that's discrimination. There's a difference between a sexual or um, gender-based discrimination and actual like sexism of genders, right? Um, so yeah, quick little woke one-on-one lesson. Um, the definitions of racism, and here we're talking about sexism, relate to structural like power and privilege those are kind of the two key terms so historically men as a group have had power over women and have used that power to exert certain privileges so this is not to say that like every guy has power over every girl and I think that's like a really common counter argument where guys will say well you know my girl like wore the pants so I broke up with her or like you know my female teachers are actually stricter they're bossier like whatever that's like there's aberrations there's variation between men and between women but men as a group favor masculinity in you know hiring practices wages everything like that and that's why some men's rights activists may be misguided some I mean may have points some 
uh, I think a lot are threatened by their privileges being taken away because now they're just treated equal to girls and they don't like that because it feels like they're being robbed of it. I've heard a lot of men's rights activists and I don't want to go on too much of a tangent because it's a different episode, um, but talk about how like girls get special camps like STEM for girls, engineering for girls. I'm like, well, yeah, because there's like two girls to every 60 guys in Eng. Like it's bad, right? But for them, they're threatened because they're so used to having such a privilege in every single role, right? Um, so anyway, going back, like, again, in my own life, as I age, the big ones, I would say, are um, gender-based sexual violence, which happens disproportionately to women and almost exclusively by men, either to other men or to women. Um, for me, I've been, and the the um, highest, like, danger groups are early 20s, um, college age, and as somebody who's just graduating university and is 22 years old I've had um, two incidences of sexual assault hopefully or like luckily not too bad but again that shouldn't really be something to celebrate um, and the other big thing I've noticed in my own lived experiences is workplace that it's really it can be really settled and nuanced it can also be overt um, but when it's nuanced like it was for me and two with two different bosses, I've had bosses who, yeah, are sexist, prefer men, prefer male workers. Um, and it's really hard because when it's so, yeah, it's nuanced and sneaky, I don't even know how I would intervene. Like if I was my boss's boss, I don't know how I would. It's not that he's promoting more men. It's and I've quit. So this is in the past. But um, yeah, he's not promoting more guys. He's not necessarily like meeting with guys like on paper more often but there's just a lot of like overt preferential treatment towards men and then it makes me think like are men getting more of the awards um and we'll get a bit more into different types of sexism in this podcast but are women who act like women getting more awards than women who act in a masculine way um so yeah I guess we can get into that um so men and women the majority of us have grown up with a very rigid gender binary, right? Boys are like rough and tumble and very active and um, like a bit more strong and silent. Women are chatty and amicable and agreeable. I fucking hate that. I think that's the number one thing that girls are expected to be. We're small, whereas guys manspread. We're not expected to take up space or, or fart or burp or like shit or anything. Like it's ridiculous and guys can do all this gross stuff and like still be hot. It's wild to me. But yeah, so we're so used to these like crazy gender categories that that's how we categorize the world. And when we see somebody who doesn't fit neatly into that binary, we get a little uncomfortable. And I've seen it with like sexual minorities in myself, like even as a kid. I remember I went to this like crazy like eco hippie fest in the park with my mom and I was freaking old enough to know better. I was like 13, 14 and there was this lesbian couple, and I totally knew, because they were fucking lesbians, like, it was obvious, and I went up, and I was like, oh, are you guys sisters, and they were like, no, married, and they were, like, super nice and whatever, um, and I, I didn't treat them with hate, I was just, like, very scared, and I was like, oh my, it's not like I thought they would, like, rate me, or come on to me, but I was just like, that's not normal, like, there's, <laughs> like, I, I knew I'm not, I wasn't, like, I didn't have anti-gay ideology, but it still made me uncomfortable to see them with, like, short hair, and, like, very, like, butch kind of mask clothing, and I went to my mom, I was like, what, what is this, and she was like, dude, like, it's not that serious, um, yeah, it happens, you know, when you some, see somebody on the street, and it's like, dude, looks like a lady, and you're, like, trying to figure out if it's a guy or a girl, like, you know, we've all done it, we're human, not great, but, that's how we are right we like to see 
masculine guys with their suits and sports clothes and we like to see feminine girls in pink and dresses right um okay so two theories of sexism i think this is one of the most important things ever for everyone to know there's hostile sexism and there's benevolent sexism and guys this changed my life so hostile sexism is what you think of so this is like women being denied opportunities like in the workplace men saying stuff like girls are stupid girls are weak girls are emotional like shit like that um whereas benevolent sexism is still reinforcing gender roles but it's a lot kind of sneakier and it seems nice it's benevolent right so it'll be stuff like like very paternal like oh sweetheart like let me help you with that or like the guys have been here a little bit longer we can help you or you're pretty good for a girl or um kind of like separating the domains where women and men are strong and I think this is the number one thing I want to pinpoint here that um, modern society is kind of doing is like girls are great at emotion so play on your strength girls we're mothers, right? Naturally, like physiologically. And I mean, that's true to an extent. Yeah, for sure. We have uteruses and stuff, um, which sucks. I'm on my period right now. Ha ha ha. Um, but yeah, like since we have this power, why don't we not go into the workforce, leave that for the smart, able-bodied men, and we can stay at home and focus on fertility and focus on child rearing and why get into bloody education if you can just be a mom? Obviously, these are extremes, and um, every sexist guy I know is still fine with, like, well, most of them, with women going to school, um, but it does insert itself. So, like, you'll hear stuff like guys will say, oh, well, you know, once a woman hits late 20s, that's the thing. She wants to settle down. She wants to have a kid. And the really scary thing with this is it's partially true. The devil deals in truth and lies, guys. So this is why I'm saying I believe in multiple truths and it's a tricky issue because there is truth in that. I know for myself, like, having kids is really important to me. If I, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm planning on freezing my eggs, but, like, if I get to, like, 35, 40, 45, like, there is going to be a time. Hopefully I'm trying not to rush it. I told myself not to settle down until I'm, like, past 30. Like, we'll see, you know, if he comes along before that, great. But, like, I am not fucking looking ever. Um, but yeah, like if I'm 45 and I'm with a guy, I'm going to damn right pressure him to have kids. Like that's how it is. I think a lot of guys do that too. Like a lot of guys have that timeline. One of my friends is like, he's my age. He's like 22, 23 and he bloody wants to be a dad now. Like he has this like five year plan, but now it's like a two or three year plan. And he's like, yo, I have to be a dad by like 24, 25. Like I got to get married now. Where the fuck is she? He's single as a Pringle. I'm like, dude, fucking relax. But no, he, that's his thing because he wants to be a young dad. I don't know why it's not like his, his dad was particularly old. I don't know if it's a trauma thing. That's something for him to work on, I guess. But yeah, it's, it is like a biological ticking time bomb. And that's one of the issues now because like think if you're going to, I don't know, be a neurosurgeon, it's a classic example, you're in school to 40. Even getting like a PhD these days, like if you go in for four-year college, you're done at 22, like me, haha, then two-year master, 26, and then say four-year PhD, just to be clean with it, fucking you're 30, dude, like that, or wait, why am I bad at my, <laughs> wait, 22, 24, you're 28, you're almost 30, um yeah you're 28 you're almost 30 that is fucking rough um so that's one of the issues because men especially but people who want to reinforce this gender binary and keep women kind of in that like subordinate position of caretaking and have men still being like the primary people in the workforce use the biology argument 
um and like I don't know what to say like our generation has come so far with like scientific advancements like I'm saying you can freeze eggs you can do IVF also you can bloody adopt like it's not that serious a lot of women don't even want kids um but many like almost everyone does have that like motherhood pull or conflict between job versus kid and at the end of the day it's not fair and at the end of the day most people don't say this but I will life's not fair so that is it's a privilege of being a woman that we can choose to like actually have a baby like not just like guys do but like have a baby in our body and raise it or we can choose to not totally your choice whereas guys couldn't if they wanted to I think that's beautiful but like with choice comes like a lot of stress and a lot of like potentially like being preyed on by other people so those are kind of the two and believe it or not even though hostile and benevolent sexism seem totally different they actually complement each other and reinforce each other and stats have shown that like countries high in one tend to be high in the other because they they both simultaneously reinforce this like gender divide um and power imbalance between men and women and guess who's on top as always men yay okay so how the fuck do we navigate a man's world <laughs> let me tell you something called queen bee syndrome i exhibit it a fuck ton and until i like learned about it i didn't realize what the fuck was wrong with me but like guys I hate bitches like I say all the time I say to my guy friends mainly like I'm always like I kind of hate being a girl like I love it I love women like I like my body whatever um but what the fuck I hate the cattiness of girls I hate the like editing filtering their pictures the getting ready and like I'm not some butch lesbian like to be clear like I like doing my makeup I love dresses a lot and pink um but like I just don't like that that's all that some women tend to do um now on the flip side a lot of guys are stupid as fuck too like they're dumb rock jocks right like it's bad like all they care about is sports so like there's issues with both genders but just like being a woman and like growing up as one and being socialized as one I hate a lot of things about girls um a big one I think is that girls are fucking oversensitive um I think men could be equally as oversensitive if like they were socialized and allowed to show their emotions growing up but that's something I don't really know but even like it's not just that I hate it with girls I hate it with guys like when guys will cry to me even if I care about them even if it's a guy I'm dating crying's fine guys I cry but when it's like a blubbering like oh my god like zero rationality that's just not who I am right and that's why I think it's so funny we use these gender divides of like women are emotional men are stoic when I know so many emotional motherfucking guys and I know so many stoic girls like so many of my girlfriends don't cry probably because we attract each other um which is ironic because there can only be one queen bee so what it is is when women who kind of climb up into these positions of work of um power and this is usually in the workplace actually look down on other women and treat them harder so this again was developed in the workplace so like if a woman gets promoted promoted manager whatever law firm great she is like harder on the other girls than on the guys and I think part of it is like well if I did it you can too I don't think so much of it is like um so that they're not accused of like favoritism or nepotism or anything like that I think it's truly just like I'm a boss bitch you should be too um and you can see this with like podcasts like you can see this I'm not gonna say the name just (laughs) in case I ever get famous I don't want a lawsuit but the female podcast everybody knows what I'm talking about the one about dick love it love it I'm a fan um there's a lot of glaring issues that I'm gonna unpack in the next couple of minutes um and I think that that's 
in large part due to queen bee syndrome like they shit on other girls they talk shit and again i do too like i'm not you know saying i'm perfect but it is a problem and it's a problem in myself too you'll see it with like samantha and sex in the city that like she's better than other women and she doesn't care about being the other woman in this relationship she's like fucking this married guy or whatever and shitting on his wife like these things happen and I do that shit too like I always shit on other girls or if somebody gets cheated on and again this happens in the podcast too they'll be like well why did you get cheated on you're probably bad in bed you're probably and it's just this blame game that women are such bitches to other women and my theory of it is that we're living in a man's world so you kind of have to either suffer as a woman or rise up through the ranks and be like a man and then you lack a lot of empathy for your fellow women um there's a lot of yeah research that people in like subordinate groups and that's what i was saying with like power and privilege and sexism subordinate groups are women um racial minorities like visible people of color um sexual minorities so this isn't just women this can be like gay guys too is um a really commonly noted group where we tend to stick together like so many of my gay guy friends and I will talk shit about men and be like oh they suck they never call back da, 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 right and then when you combine and have an intersectionality of like say like a black or, or yeah like a black lesbian woman right that's like okay a a person of color be a sexual minority c um subordinate gender group that's a fucking issue right like so people in these groups tend to like stick together because we like understand each other and tend to gravitate towards lower paying jobs but also like people jobs like caretaking um working with special needs kids um working with with children with animals like just being good salt of the earth people and people who are more powerful so like white people men especially white men all the brads and chads out there go towards like higher paying jobs like law business ceo shit whatever hate it finance bro shit also guys quick side note like i said i'm on my period right now get yourself some raspberry tea raspberry leaf tea that shit slaps for cramps totally natural my mom said raspberries also help with like uterine contractions when you're giving birth anyway quick side note very amazing okay so that's queen bee syndrome let's talk about what i like to call marilyn monroe syndrome which is the complete opposite so marilyn monroe syndrome if you guys have seen she's like amazing she was this huge sex symbol men fucking love her i fucking love her everyone loves her right um she was said to have like 160 170 iq super smart lady but she played dumb around men like all the time and even if in her roles back then like your role was kind of like who you are as a person they didn't switch it up as much which sucks um but yeah her roles were like she was very dumb blonde but sometimes in her role she was like secretly smart and she manipulated the shit out of men and for some women especially today i think that's really empowering and when i talk about today feminism i would say peaked in like the 70s like the 1970s when i guess women had more to fight for right like women didn't get fucking credit cards in the u.s until like the 90s i think right and like women got the right to vote in the 20s and that was like the early suffrage movement obviously there's been feminists for time but like it really peaked in the 70s there were like mad protests and shit especially in the workplace with like secretaries nine to five great documentary watch it but yeah i feel like nowadays feminism has kind of tapered off and a lot of girls like 
until god like three years ago i was an idiot and i wouldn't say i was a feminist and in high school every time somebody would kind of ask or say i'd be like ew like no i'm an equalist like that's stupid and like you know one day women are gonna surpass men and i mean that's because my family was feeding me like a men's right narrative so please don't judge me too hard i was a child i was stupid um but yeah like a lot of women think that like yeah sexism exists but like we can get around it everyone knows it's a thing but like some people don't see the consequences of how prevalent it still is today and this dangerous kind of like back um like backpedal of feminism i think is really going to be the detriment of our society so while yes we can all use our marilyn monroe effect to like seduce men and manipulate men and like win the game and who has the real power it's not the guys it's us even in like my big fat greek wedding in the movie I remember she was like, yeah, the guy's the head of the house, but, like, his wife's saying, the woman's the neck, and we can turn the head, so it's like, well, why is he still the head? Like, for me, as, like, a rabid feminist, I'm like, fuck that bitch. Would you like a gun in your head? (laughs) JK, guys, I'm not violent, but, um, but yeah, the only issue with, like, Marilyn Monroe syndrome is you're reinforcing this gender divide, and you're reinforcing benevolent sexism, which, as you recall, is, like, girls are very weak and soft, um, but great, but nice. It's called the women are wonderful effect where men see, and this stems from like the 40s, 50s, I think, where, yeah, men see women as like perfect and like morally really pure, more pure than men. And that's why people will always say like, oh, save the women and children and like women are perfect. Not just because we're caretakers for the kids, but because we're like a higher morality. And in religion, this is really common. So I remember as a kid, I was like, well, why can't I be a fucking priest? Because I grew up in a Catholic church. And the priest was like, no, because women are actually, like, more important. Um, so we have to protect them, i.e. police their bodies, right? <laughs> uh, fun. Um, but yeah, because women were the first ones to, like, show up to Jesus and yada, yada, yada. So men love, like, saying women are sacred so that they can, like, control and police us. And that's, like, another power tactic. Um another um detrimental outcome of like the women are wonderful effect and you know assuming that women are morally pure is our sex lives and you know that's like near and dear to my heart so when women think we're super pure we're the ones who have to like say no with sex we're the ones who have to like make sure he wears a condom we're the ones who are like the slut if we get pregnant or get chlamydia or some shit it's an issue and that's why so many women have hang-ups about sex well that's one of the reasons I'll get into more in other episodes but um and like why women struggle to orgasm and why women can't ask for what we want and even me like I consider myself such a savage I struggle I see these like deeply rooted like sexism and internal not internalized misogyny woo hard word in myself like 24 7 in the bedroom it's so difficult so what the fuck do we do right so that's kind of the issue you're damned if you do damned if you don't you don't want to be a queen bee who's a dick to other women however at the same time you don't want to be like marilyn monroe and reinforce like benevolent sexism for me i kind of think in this one women can do no wrong since we are like the subordinate um lower power group so it's kind of just you're doing the best you can to survive if you want to like be a little bit more like innocent manipulate men if you want to come on a bit stronger i get it both ways like i truly do so that's kind of my take 
um let's practice i don't know so put yourself in the situation pretend a guy's like mansplaining the most obvious shit to you and say something you know more than him like it's like your like specialty in school or something and not his the fuck do you do right um some women like nod and are sarcastic about it some women would not say shit and then bitch about it later like to their friends or oh on their podcast um some women would like bitch him out that's typically what i do what i try to do personally is be super calm because again women are too emotional but super assertive which oh women shouldn't be because that's a masculine trait so i'll kind of just say like hey i actually know that please don't talk to me as if i am eight years old thank you um another good one i heard was hey actually i'm not being emotional my um response is appropriate for given your comments or given the situation so kind of just saying it in that way it's like instead of saying like you're a bitch when somebody insults you saying you hurt my feelings please don't do that or please don't speak to me that way when a narcissist is going off on you some people stonewall and do silent treatment i just don't like that i don't know i just i hate when people stonewall me a lot it's like a personal trigger so i don't do it to others but saying something like please stop yelling please don't make this about you like just being very like talk to them like they're five-year-old and humiliate these men into not mansplaining i don't know that was my personal take on it all right last kind of bit i'll talk about um and this goes back to the podcast that i mentioned is modern dating advice so like i said like there's a lot of like pseudo modern feminism where it seems like women are super empowered in the bedroom and magazines like Cosmo are showing so much skin it's like great we don't have to cover up awesome blow his mind tonight Mm -hmm. how to make him want you how to get the guy inside the male mind like all of these titles that are about men and it's like where's our value as women can we take the power back from men because even as strong and empowered women even if we're making lots of money and we're, we're showing all the skin we want we're going wherever we don't need husband's permission we know how to fucking drive if we're still doing stuff around men, that's a fucking issue, right? So it's, it's called androcentric. Um, andro, men, centric, around, right? Like, centered. Um, and I think that, like, the bulk of, like, dating and sex advice these days is really androcentric. Um, so like I mentioned, that podcast is always, and it's been really criticized. Like I said, I think it's hilarious. I think it had some really good advice. Um, however, and I'm listening to it right now, so I'm a fan, but I notice every time I listen to it, I make really fucking bad decisions. I do things that are like outrageous and great for the story and great for the plot, but at the end of the day, make me feel like shit. And guys, I don't want to be too boring with this. You do you, you do your life. I've done crazy shit. I've been arrested. Like, like I've, and I have some crazy sex stories. Like it is what it is. Um, but sometimes something that you do that seems like not a big deal in the moment will literally haunt you for years decades later like for me i don't have experience with decades because i'm not that old thank god i've heard from other women though but like i'll think of shit that i did like five years ago that i like really regret that was like stupid and fun and seemed really cool and popular in the moment um one is like getting validation from older guys that's something i'll do a whole separate episode on because i made a big fucking mistake pretty fucking recently and it like destroyed my self-confidence and it can really fuck up your relationship with sex and I don't want to scare you too much but like the more you have sex in a his way like androcentric pleasing him serving him it's like a negative like it's like you have like 100 jelly beans like this is like you know grade five math 
And each time you're taking away a handful of jelly beans, handful of jelly beans, right? And eventually you have no fucking jelly beans. And all of the work that you do to like empower yourself and enjoy yourself and masturbate, spend time with yourself, tell guys, like say a partner, somebody you trust, how to actually please you, that's adding in trickles of jelly beans. And eventually like your balance can go up. You might be more than a hundred, you might be a thousand. That would be fucking amazing. That's the goal, guys. I'm at like mm, 60 right now, maybe 70, 65. Um, but like, it's always this like balance interplay. That's how I see it. So like, even if you're doing really well, you're at 200, you get with one bad guy, you hate yourself for that one night stand, that sleeping with a guy for validation, that like sucking his dick when he's an asshole and like, you're like crying and choking and want to stop. And he's like forcing your head into his dick. Hey, that's not consensual. You know what I mean? These things fucking happen like all the time. Um, and especially with blowjobs, I, I love giving head, like, don't get me wrong. I just think like, there are a lot of like consent issues. We can dig into that with a different episode. Um, but since it's like centered around pleasing the guy and truly the girl doesn't get a lot of pleasure from it, it can be problematic. So with that example of blowjobs, why do women like giving them? Like I said, I like it. I used to like it with my ex because I loved my ex and I love seeing him happy. I like doing that for him. So why is it that I like it for random strangers? Now? Not random guys, I'm not a slut, but like, why is it that I like it for guys I don't love? Like I don't have deep feelings for. It's, I think, just a validation thing. There's nothing to it. It's you have them by the balls. You're so in control. It's a power thing. And seeing what you can do to a guy and seeing him, like, die and close his eyes and moan and come is, like, amazing because you feel, like, so amazingly sexual and powerful. However, are you getting sexual pleasure? No. Is this a 69 situation? Hopefully, probably not, right? It's just for him. And as much as, like, doing that might make you feel good, what is it actually doing for you? Like, physically. It's not. It's all just psychological. I'm not saying that's a bad thing necessarily. Like, if you're a given person, great. I just think, and I've noticed it with guys, there's, like, a newfound wave with younger guys. Like, guys my age, not older. They don't give a fuck about you. But guys in their, like, early 20s um, love giving head as well, some of them. And they'll, they think they're so good at it. Every guy does. It's like everyone thinks they're a good kisser. And, like, you guys all suck. Um, But, yeah, they love doing it and getting a woman off because it makes them feel, like, so good in bed and a lot of them then it's like oh well if I give her great head then she'll give me great head and it's just an exchange of goods and services at the end of the day you're not really acting from a place of love and doing like what feels good for you um now am I saying you can only have sex in a relationship no am I kind of leaning that way like not not like a relationship boyfriend girlfriend but like at least some sort of situation where you know them and trust them not a one night stand yeah I do think one night stands for the most part can be pretty damaging and this is coming from someone who literally like months ago would have told you the exact opposite and been like I love them and I'm horny too and it's great because then I don't have to like deal with a guy I don't like texting me it's like in the moment when I'm horny great get lost afterwards whatever men are disposable Um, But I think it feeds into that unhealthy narrative and the more we dispose of men and dehumanize them, because I do that shit too, I'm like, oh well, fuck this guy, if he treats me like shit, I'll treat him like shit. I mean, two wrongs really don't make it right, it makes you feel even lower, it makes it more okay for him to treat you badly, and even if he doesn't treat you as badly, guys, if you like ghost him or like tell him to fuck off after a one night stand, don't call him when you said you would, he might do that to other girls. Because think about why we like hurting men, this is key, we like it because we've been hurt by men right so for me being like oh fuck man like I don't care I won't call him back if guys always called me back I would call them back but it's a history of dealing with men so here's the gender divide it's like 
if anything, guys, do this for your sisters, right? Stick up for each other. If we can be a little bit nicer to men, maybe they'll be a bit nicer to us. Plot twist. Am I saying be nice by giving them head? No. I'm just saying, you know, act in a respectful way and respect yourselves and your own bodies. Um, so yeah, I think like dating advice, anything you read that says like him or his pleasure or centers around the dick, like that's very like ancient Greece. Like they thought that the penis was like the center of life and virility and all this shit. Um, we do not live in ancient Greece. I think pussy power is great because you can create a baby personally. I also think dick power is great too. Like I don't want to be that girl who's like only women matter. Everyone matters. It's a beautiful interplay. Sex is great. Um, but just do be really mindful and critical about, like, the advice you consume. To take it a step further away from sex, with dating, there's so much dating advice that's like, girls, don't be too clingy, don't show too much emotion. I'm sure you've heard this. This is something, like I said, I hate bitches. (laughs) And quick caveat, I know it's bad to call them bitches. I also know it's bad to call them girls. I like the term women because people always call guys men and gals girls right and girls are children and that's kind of like a power imbalance again right so just like you know to be very um equal with things I like to say men and women I do call girls bitches though because again like I hate bitches sorry guys (laughs) anyway just a little satire haha um yeah I do think like I said girls can be fucking emotional right um it's fucking annoying (laughs) but like I said there's so much individual variation between people right So if you're a bit of an emotional shorty, own it. I think the best dating advice that I made up a year ago, um, I'm still single guys, shut the fuck up, is literally be yourself. I know this was obviously ever, but the thing is anytime you act in a way that's like anything different from who you are, you're alienating people. Now, when I say be yourself, I don't mean anything fucking goes. I don't mean project your shit on other people and abuse them because this is common in like Basically, all of my my relationships and my friends' relationships that I know about have been unhealthy. Like, I don't think I know a healthy one. I'm actually racking my brain. Maybe a couple. Um, but because people... And we're also fucking children. Like, early 20s, late teens. Like, you're projecting your shit on everyone. You haven't done inner child work. You haven't done therapy, maybe a little bit. You don't know shit about shit, right? You don't even know yourself. How are you supposed to know your partner, right? Um. So, yeah. People, I think, like, put, like, really crazy, like, jealousy expectations and, like, way too much control and um way too much like need on their partners like and this goes back to yeah like childhood trauma anxious attachment style yada yada I have it so like my long long term boyfriend was literally the only family I had so I like adopted his whole family or they adopted me I guess and like that was it I was set right and I was like let's just get married I'll be fine I don't need a dad I don't need a family ha 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 didn't work that way right he he's great it just didn't work out because like we weren't actually that great a match for each other at the end of the day so I'm not saying like definitely work on your shit in therapy and censor yourself in ways that will like harm others or show a side of yourself that like you're not proud of or you don't want to put forward but um don't be a completely different person so to like tangify this I guess with an example um you if you feel like you're a really clingy person you can be a little less clingy and you can also tell him about that. Like, you can be like, yeah, haha, like, a little clingy, like, make a joke about it. You don't have to. Um, or, like, you can, you know, practice whatever you worked through on your own, like, with your therapist or just on your own if you don't have a therapist. That's totally cool. In your journal, 
with him without playing like games on purpose right so intention really matters here so for me like I get fucking clingy or I don't care so if I'm not texting you guys it means I don't care about you sorry (laughs) um or I'm like really trying to rein it in so for me like once I'm actually into somebody and everybody does this it's like you get so excited you project everything right so some really good I think dating advice is you don't want to scare them off. I say them because guys scare girls off all the fucking time. This is not just about him and scaring guys off, right? It goes both ways, right? But bitches, this is for you because you're the ones listening probably primarily. Um, yeah, so you don't want to scare a guy off by being too clingy. So uh, for me, like, I won't text him more than, like, every, like, half hour. Or I'll say, like, okay, like, I've been texting him too much, like, I'm gonna turn my phone, do not disturb for just an hour, like pretend I'm in class for an hour, do my homework, do my studying, watch my Netflix, like do my laundry, whatever is like me time, like shower without having to text him. Like it's ridiculous. People are like staying up to text each other, not showering, not eating, like like the whole time you're like obsessed. So I'll text him when I get a chance. I'm also I just hate texting, like I'm fucking old, so I'm in person. I'll be so so dry and then I'll meet a guy for a date and be like it's the most amazing thing we have so much chemistry and then I'm dry for like a month like I'm talking to this guy right now who lives in like a different city so I don't see him and he'll text me the whole like oh my god like how'd you sleep like have a good night whatever like he's not too clingy but like he's asking about my day and I'm like I don't know what the fuck to tell you right but if you have plans if you're gonna be in my city amazing we'll hang out I'll book off a whole day for you we'll get drunk at brunch it'll be great right so that's just like how things are for me personally um so there's a difference between like making rules like I said for you like for me like since I get so clingy I'll have rules like I've literally like I'm psycho (laughs) I've had alarms in the past that say like don't text him don't text him don't like every hour every 20 minutes I still have some of them on my goddamn phone right um so that's fine but if it's the game of like oh he took an hour to text me back let me take two hours to text him back oh he took four like no that's stupid people are busy I think it's really not that serious and in person too be who you are for the most part like you don't want to be psycho and like talk about your wedding and kids but like if you are a bit more like sensitive or like talkative or like don't feel like you need to like talk less I think that's a really common one that people like try to like match energy all the time and go 50 50 50 50 is fucking boring bro because that either means you're trying to talk more or talk less and it's just like so frustrating and exhausting and like I said if it goes where you want it to and you end up actually dating they're gonna get to know the real you it's like the three month theory that you can't pretend to be somebody you're not for more than three months so if you make it to three months that means they actually like you and you're like in it for the long haul or whatever I haven't made it to three months in such a long time ha 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 but yeah no it's like you can't be on best behavior for longer than three months so just don't go into it if like not as if you're some old married couple but as if you've been going out for a few months say five six like it's not that serious um I hope that's not the most basic dating advice ever but I think that's like the only good stuff so when it comes to like I've heard with men, especially since men are anxious, avoid, avoidant, attachment style and tend to pull away and women are a bit, or sorry, men are avoidant, attachment style and tend to pull away and women tend to be a little bit more anxious. I mean, that's the stereotype. I do think it's true from what I've seen and the guys I've dated, but also I just attract avoidant guys because I'm anxious. Ha ha ha. Oops. Um, yeah, because of that, I've heard so many like dating gurus give the advice that like you know don't come on too clingy with the men but also like if he's fucking avoidant that's his problem and his trauma to work out if you're fucking anxious that's your trauma to work out so like don't work like don't act in an anxious way but if you're coming from a place of like secure attachment and like you're healthy and shit 
do whatever you gotta do. Ask him to hang out when you want to hang out. Don't stress about it. That's my fucking advice. Again, I'm single. We'll see if I change my tune next year. But I think that's, like, the most important thing. And literally do what you want to do. Don't make it androcentric. And watch out for literally every fucking magazine and dating advice that talks about, like, him and his psychology. Also, guys, seriously, I studied this shit. Like, it's like there are not that many gender differences. Most of it is how we've been socialized. So there are like a, a fair few with like men feeling like they can't show as much emotion so they don't and men do, yeah, they cry less. Like that's a behavior that they do less and women cry more and stuff like that. Um, But for the most part, like we're actually not wired that differently. So when people make these crazy biological arguments of like, oh, like men are from Mars, women are from Venus, then that's not fucking true. Except men are from Jupiter because they're stupider. Ha ha ha, no JK. Um, but yeah, really, there's like no crazy huge differences. There's a couple with like different subjects and stuff. We can get into that, I guess, if you want me to just like spit a textbook at you. Um, but it's not that serious. So yeah, try to find some common ground with him. Maybe he'll go for a more emotional guy. Maybe he'll go for a more agentic, aggressive shorty like me. Ha <laughs> ha. Please. Okay. Um, peace and love, y'all. I'll see you next time.